Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. We're your host. My name is T.A. This is G. Money. And we're glad to have you back. I'm telling you, this is our fourth episode. We're excited. And let me tell you something. We've been getting a tremendous amount of feedback. And I appreciate all the love. Everybody's loving the show. We're giving everything we got. We're sitting over here giving you all the game that we got on this unbelievable sport called football. But we are listening to y'all. And what we listen to is that you guys don't want the the, the show on Wednesday. You want the show on Tuesday. So we're going to mm. drop it for you on Tuesday. So that's one little change that we got for you. But super excited to be here today. Unbelievable week of, of football games, and we got a whole lot to talk about today. Hey, look here, man. You know, y'all getting me in a special moment because I don't normally like to do this on Drunken Monday, okay, <laughs> where I just got finished watching the Monday night game. But, you know, we listen to the people, like the man said, like T.A. said. So here we go. Here we go. So You're welcome. Before we get started, just a few things very quickly. I need you guys to all subscribe right now. Just yes, go subscribe for us do. right now. Like the video and just love it. Enjoy it. Participate. Come back every single week. I really appreciate that. So uh, before we get started, let's quickly talk about what we're drinking today. Yeah, I man, got what you drinking on, man? I'm what drinking on something on? new. And it's called... Grande Domains. I've never heard of it. Oh, look at you being fancy. But, but let me tell you something. I had a sip of it before we got started, and it is. Oh, uh, look, you had more than a sip. Let me just tell <laughs> I you. I did have more than a sip. <laughs> but okay, yeah. What you drinking on? All right, so look. Yeah, I was going to do a tequila sunrise. You know, I was going to get fancy with it. But, you know, the way that this week went, I said, I, I got to go back to my old fable. So, yeah, I'm sticking with my scotch. <laughs> okay but you know it gets me in my right place but you know eh, depending on what the raider nation does going forward i think i'm gonna incorporate that sunrise in there because you know a, a, a new day is coming for us because we did win they but, won and he's still drinking uh, still drinking the same old yeah, shit, so uh, ain't, ain't that much gonna we're gonna get into, into it though. whether they lose or they win ugly he's gonna still be drinking some scotch all right so, so man, cheers to you bro cheers So very quickly, before we even get started, I just want to make this point well known. I told y'all motherfuckers, Purdy ain't the MVP. Didn't lie to y'all. This guy's not the MVP. He showed it. When when, when the rubber meets the road, when shit gets hard, shit gets difficult, his nuts shrunk a little bit. Now see, America, he's making this motherfucker act like his nuts shrank to like walnuts. No, they didn't. But okay, I'm gonna let yeah. you get it off. What are you? What they are you shrunk feeding? the peanuts. We saw this cat only had like 50 yards in the second half or something like that, and everybody's like, "Oh, but he, he took him down to to the field goal range." Here's what twist is: if you're sitting over there playing for field goals at the end of the game and don't play to take the game and go for the touchdown, what happens is is that you leave the game in the hands of the kicker instead of you sitting over here and going to win the game yourself. And that's the difference between an MVP. A difference between good and great. Okay, so allow me to retort. Okay. Because what I would say is, is like, okay, maybe we was drinking the Kool-Aid a little too strong on Purdy. Look at you already. 
<laughs> Maybe we was drinking the Kool Aid a little bit too strong on time in terms of Purdy, like being like the guy who's the, mm-hmm. the next Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. I don't deny that mm-hmm. part, but I mean he did put them in a position to win. It just means that his kicker did what hook ass kickers do, and he hooked it to the to the right. And so he missed it, but he put him in a position to win the game. So I don't begrudge him that way as much. And, you know, his players got hurt. McCaffrey got hurt. You know, Debo got hurt. So uh, we're going to talk in a, in a little bit more about defenses later, but I just think it was more of a an example of the defense that he was going against. But I thought he did uh, – a serviceable job. I'll call it a serviceable job. Hey, Kool-Aid is for kids. That's why I don't drink it anymore. <laughs> and that's why I don't get bamboozled by a motherfucker having a couple of great games. And, and let me tell you something. Let me let me not disrespect the dude. He's went, what, nine games before he ever got his first loss in the regular season? I respect it. But at the end of the day is when you play a team that has a phenomenal defense and – he does have some challenges. He does have some impediments to him just easily winning the game because he doesn't have that all, all-star ensemble there. We saw what happens. He can't carry the team on his shoulders. But again, if we're talking about MVPs, what we do know is he's not one. Well, what I would say is, is that, you know, this is like how we were arguing last week, right? We were talking about how I even said, like, I don't like the fact that it's a quarterback award. And what you really are now seeing is when you take his ace players out the equation, I just said Debo wasn't there. Freaking uh, McCaffrey got hurt. When those two guys get hurt, he looked real regular. So then it's too much glory that is given to these quarterback motherfuckers overall. And that's what happened to him is that, you know what? When his guys weren't there to make him look extra sexy, even if he can throw the ball on time and in the right pocket, somebody got to catch the motherfucker. And they weren't there. So well, he well, looked when, when you have Ayuk, when you have Kittle. But that wasn't enough, clearly. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And, and so speaking of that, let's talk about teams that we thought were great, that these motherfuckers just aren't as good as we thought they were. And, and for me, that team is Kansas City. We all know Kansas City is my squad. We all know I love my home. But I can be critical on the teams that I support, unlike some of us, right? Uh And so Kansas City, they need to step up. When you only scored 19 points against the lowly Broncos, where every other team that's played them prior has sit over here and had season best games, and unfortunately, my man, Mahomes, is only able to put 19. I'm getting a little bit concerned uh, with the Chiefs. I can't even believe I'm going to do this to you or, or do this in general because I hate the Chiefs. I'm in the AFC West, okay? They've been you know, whipping that ass for listen, a while now. Listen, we rate a nation all day, but the AFC West, what you really have to understand is that these are divisional games. And so it's really as simple as, you know what, this is a team that's really familiar with you guys. and. You know what? I never thought in watching that Chiefs game that that Mahomes was in doubt. There was never a point to where it was in doubt. But what you saw was this is the AFC West. So you saw the AFC West on display. So it doesn't matter if you're the most dog meat team or you're the best team that's rivaling them. 
they know you because they play you twice a year every year. And that's what you saw. The Denver Broncos are still some, you know, they have bitch assness disease. I'll they, call it that way. Do. But, you know, Mahomes didn't have the best game in the world, but he was still good because they controlled the pace of the game. That was it. He just didn't have a monster game. Well, this is would be my retort to that. They've beat the Broncos something like uh, fifteen games in a row or something like that. Mahomes and I can't even believe Mahomes has never lost. He's never lost to them. Correct. Like ever, ever. And so when you talk about that that inner division rivalries, the the Raiders play them hard. The Chargers play them hard. But the Broncos have never really been. Uh, a real competition for the Chiefs. And with them playing at their very lowest level and they barely beat them, it was, it it was, the the game was never in doubt, but they were never crushing them like every other team that's played them. So are you in your feelings because, uh, you know, you might've played a couple of cards with Mahomes and Kelsey and and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. I, I did play a couple of cards with Mahomes and Kelsey, and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Okay, but what See, my concern is is when really looking at this team, we still are experiencing drop passes. We're still experiencing uh, wide receivers not being able to get open. We're still experiencing a team that's not as dominant as they should be. And I don't believe that's on Patrick Mahomes. I definitely don't believe that that's because of the Broncos. What I believe is is that as we come up to this trade deadline in the next two weeks. I think it would be wise for the team to go out there and go find one real dog wide receiver that can come out there and can really put a a, a stamp on this team to really make an impression on this team and help them get over the hump. Because I don't believe a team that can only beat the Broncos uh, by – what would they be less than 10 points? I don't believe that's a team that can win a Super Bowl at the end of the year. Okay. So that's my so, greatest concern. You know what? It, because for us, when we play, you know, when you cheer for the, for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs, we're always talking about Super Bowl. It's a little bit different. Was, was that a low key dig? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. But you know, okay. So look, we see that their receiving core is young. And, you know, whether you're talking about Tony or Rice or uh, what's the other kid? More. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, Sky Moore. So, look, they need to develop and they're going to need the season to do that if they do that. But they're going to have to do that to take them to the next level. But they have of the other phases of the game that are intact. And that's what I thought, I thought was the display. The defense was strong. The Pacheco in the running game was solid. It was looking good. The mm-hmm. offensive line was solid. Mm-hmm. Kelsey did what he Finally. did. Finally. Yeah, he, he did what he did. Mm-hmm. So they have the potential to be still that dog, but they are vulnerable, and that's what we really see in what you mm-hmm. saw. You know, and this was a helter-skelter-ass week, and we're going to talk about how this week was a little later on. And so – yeah, they still did what they did, but it did get scary for them mm-hmm. when you expected them to win by 30 or 40 against Denver. So I, I feel you, but... Uh, but you so know. tell me this, which team do you see that is not living up to the billing that they came into the season with? Oh, man, the team that jumps to mind is the Saints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Listen, 
Saints are 500. Saints are <laughs> three and three. Mediocre. They, they basically that the reason why they were mediocre is because Derek Carr, and I'm going to highlight this and emphasize it. Derek Carr was billed in the preseason as, oh, he came over from the Raiders and he was going to be the savior. Yeah. And he was going to be the the missing link, the The missing missing link to do what? To, to essentially make them Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl ascension, because he has this credibility that he's been given that he does not deserve. I don't even necessarily was because of that. I Uh, believe it was because that division was weak. Remember, um, uh, Tampa Bay was supposed to rebuilding, be rebuilding. You have Carolina, who who was going to be weak and had you know the, got the first. I pick. just remember who they played too. They played the Houston Texans, and they played the Houston Texans. Lost the okay. Houston Texans. So yep. and 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 so that game to me came down to quarterback play, and what I as a Raiders fan know about Derek Carr is that when expectations are put upon him, he turns into a hooker. Every time, 10 out of 10 times, circle it, write it down, but, but paint a picture. This motherfucker is going to be mice nuts when it comes down to expectations. When he doesn't have expectations on him is when he performs. And sure enough, he, he shrunk to the moment that he always did. And that's why they're 500. Well, the challenge is, is that they didn't recognize that, that that was his character flaw, that when expectations are heaped on his shoulders, yep. he doesn't rise to the occasion. So what happens is they brought him in there and uh, and and bestowed him with accolades as he was going to be the individual to take them to the next level mm. in this weak division and didn't understand that those um accolades that 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 expectation was going to cause him to underperform now yes he did get hurt okay hey guess what everybody gets hurt in yeah, the NFL yeah this is football this is the gladiator sport but but he he he's not playing then he's sitting over here playing hurt because he's scared to lose his role to Jameis. So he's not playing but, but as well as he this. could. Let me ask you, do you think he's really scared or do you think he's just scary? Because I really believe that he's just scary. I would agree. He finds a way to as many years as he's been in the league and as many defenses as he's seen. I mean, he's seen cover two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker still doesn't know throw it to the flat or throw it into the, to the, mm-hmm. to the, to the tight end over and right in front of you, he can have a, a, a open person hiding in plain sight in front of him, and he will throw a rainbow pass that is going to be picked off, or he'll find a way to, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fumble it right at the most inopportune time. And this is where I'm like, there you go, Saints. You can now have the Raiders suffering, and you're welcome. There it is. You That's know, what happens. My greatest frustration is when you see a quarterback, a mediocre quarterback like that, get continuous opportunities to get these big contracts, and then you have other quarterbacks like a Jameis Winston who got his starting position taken from Andy Dalton off of an injury, and then they and play perception. Andy Dalton, and then you sit over here and bring in Derek Carr, and he doesn't get a shot. So why is one mediocre quarterback and get paid all the money, another mediocre mediocre quarterback who actually has the ability to do great things? I mean, he threw for 
5,000 yards in a particular season, even though he has the interception problem. I know about all that, but he can still sling it. And that's what a quarterback is supposed to do. The one thing that we do know is Derek Carr never got the Raiders to where the Raiders wanted to be. He didn't win one playoff game. So is all of the proverbial accolades that people want to bestow on Derek Carr and Mm -hmm. all of the hoopla Mm -hmm. that they want to bestow upon him. He never won a single solitary playoff game. His career record is like 0-5, 0-6, because he finds a way to have his booty hole shrink up and be damn near not penetrable in the playoffs. So why are we even talking about this dude being on an even Oh, he's a good echelon. He's, he's, he, I, I damn near would put, uh, uh, the Tampa Bay quarterback. Uh, please don't say Baker Mayfield. Oh, I would put Baker Mayfield over Derek Carr. Okay. I would. That's, I would. That's what, hey, but I hope you don't have to get drug tested anytime soon because you obviously smoke some type of crap. I have a put- whole lot of evidence to, to, to disagree. Even with all them stupid ass commercials that they, Baker Mayfield did, at least Baker could show up in certain big games. Derek Carr shrinks in every big game he's ever played in ever. Now, that all sounds good and dandy, but I do remember when he had that one season where Believe he was, it! when he was in the MVP conversation. And you were calling me every week talking about you had somebody. So it all sounds Well, you good. know that, but that was when I was in the rapture. But you, you know, in the rapture. You know, he, he didn't, but then he, what did he do? He got injured. Oh, but, but, my but, God. But, but, but let's talk about this real quick because this is a microcosm of, of kind of what we're seeing in the league. There is a glut of nine teams, five in the AFC, yeah, I was four in the NFC. Uh, of three and three teams, the Saints are one of them. Who is a, a, a three and three team in the league out of those nine that you think are either going to sit over and shit the bed and be completely out of the running at the end of the season, or who do you think is going to elevate themselves and go to the next level? Now that we're at this like juncture, we're not quite at the halfway okay, point, so, but we're almost there. So I I agree, um, and you know, and that was easy. It's funny that we're even thinking about the same thing because I was going to toss that to you. I was like, yeah, there's. There's literally like five AFC teams. Uh, I want to say, was it the Colts, the Raiders, uh, the, Texans, the Texans, the, Col- the, yeah, the yeah, Colts? Yeah, you said the Colts. Yeah, the, the, the Texans, the, um, but five of them, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's the Scotch, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, when I talk about the NFC, what is it? It was like the Rams. Uh, I want to say the Rams, the Saints, the Saints, the the, the whatever. There's two four, more. There's mm-hmm. two more. So a total of nine. A total Who, of nine. Which, which team do you pick that you sit over here uh, and, and feel that they're going to go to the next level? Ugh. If I'm really thinking about it, okay. Out of like the way that people's schedules are spilling out, I would. My logical brain would probably say uh, the Jets have a real j- legitimate chance. My emotional brain will will call the Raiders on the AFC side because because but I say emotional. But if you really look at the Raiders' schedule, like they're playing the Bears, they're playing the Giants, they're playing and they're playing the Chiefs twice. But but he, but yeah, but we're talking about let's say the next four to five games, right? Okay. They. They have a potential to win the next um, four out of the next five games. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's not going to happen, but okay. Listen, I'm tired of you talking this hate that on my hate team, man. They, like, they could do it. They could do it, okay. brother. Hey, they could do we, it. We have to but go through this every single yes, week you, with the Raiders. Yeah, I know, I know. We, listen, we, we about to do I'm out. You about to have me okay. gangbanging. So you have the Raiders. So you have the Raiders. So emotionally, else? I'll say the Raiders, but I would I, logically, I would probably say the Jets. On, on the NFC side, I would say the surprise probably would be, you know, the Rams. Because the Rams have um, a nucleus of success. Their defense is marginal at best, but they have a superstar on that side in Aaron Donald. Their offensive line is a little bit above reproach. They're, they're, I would say they're more than – they're a little better than average when you look at the league-wide in terms of like, you know, everybody wants to say like, um, you know, the 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 – pass block ratio and, and, and the run block ratio of, of how many seconds that they give, they're, they're actually probably in the thick of things. And obviously they've won before. Then when you add in, we got now Cooper Cup and we got Puka that is being, even though Puka fucked me because he dropped that touchdown, but, you know, I still love hey, you. anybody I named Puka's going to fuck you. That's a problem. Oh. That's what you don't realize is, he fucked me too, but I should have known that a motherfucker named Puka is going to fuck you. Yeah. Here's a twist. But they, here's they, here's they were good. The they were good. So how about the Rams? Rams? You know, I had the opportunity to go see the Rams in preseason. I took my, 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 my son to go see the Rams during preseason. And I, I literally looked at my son and said, this team is a fucking, they might not win a game. Yeah. I remember you saying they that. They look absolutely I remember you in person. That. And so, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. McVeigh has done a great job with this team, getting them to a point to where they're very competitive. Mm. Um, I, I do like the fact that we do have Puka and, and, and Cup there. The, the, the scary part is, is they're running back Williams, who has done a great job, had 158 uh, yards this past week, um, is a little bit injured, probably not going to play this week, has a hurt ankle. We'll talk about that a little bit later during the fantasy segment. Um, but the reality is, is that they're a team that is surprising, mm. but I will tell you this, one of the teams that, um, are going to probably do better and going to come out of this ahead, even though they have a hook ass quarterback, which we just discussed is the saints. The saints have one of the easiest schedules, uh, moving forward. And they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. No, their defense has been playing. I, I have them in fantasy. I just dropped them today. <laughs> so the, well, the defense paper. is decent. But what I'm saying is, is that schedules will, will sit over and, and, and cover up some of some of your your, your flaws. Your, yes, and, and so the Saints, unfortunately, um, with Derek Carr, he's going to have an opportunity at the second half of this season to redeem himself. But when you mention the Jets, the Jets have one of the still one of the most toughest schedules. Now they've gone through a gauntlet in their first six games, and they've managed some kind of way to come out three and three with their backup quarterback with Oboe. That's absolutely horrible. Um, so um, that's going to be interesting to see where they go. I don't think they can. Are you picking them? So Absolutely I'm gonna, not. So I'm going to toss the question back to you. So even though you know, you're giving me your, your prediction and your analysis on what I said, mm-hmm. so it, who are your – who's your AFC and NFC picks amongst the three and threes? To be honest with you, I don't – really see any of the three and threes right now. Cause when you really go down the list, they all have warts on them. For example, the Colts, 
their quarterback, their starting quarterback, oh, yeah, might not come him. back. And I'm so tired of everybody talking about what, what's the quarterback's name? Uh, uh, Minshew. I'm Gardner, talking Minshew. about Minshew. The team is as good with Minshew as – Minshew has not yeah, won Minchu a game. Minshew is Minshewing. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, it might be two years oh, since man. he's actually won a game. Minshew is as basic as basic, and everybody wants to talk about how great he is. He literally is not very mm. good at all, and we saw that with his three interceptions this past week. So the challenge is, is uh, I don't know if the Colts can do it. Um, I don't, I don't know um, who else is coming out. I, we definitely, I don't feel confident about the Jets. There are very few teams, you know. To be honest with you, who I might. I feel most confident in is the Texans. One because they have Ooh. a bona fide quarterback yeah, that can I do the that. deal. They have a quarter uh, coach that the team believes in. Yeah, because D'Amico Ryan, D'Amico Ryan, and he's the, that de- dude. the he's that dude. The defense is coming around. So I, the, the Texans surprisingly would probably be the three uh, the three and three team coming out of the AFC that are really okay. Like. So the Texans you rolling with? So on the NFC side, who you rolling with? You know what? Surprisingly, um, I really like the Rams after seeing See, them. See, now look at you. I know. You didn't agree with me. I, I'm agree with you a little bit. I think the Rams have the ability to come out or the Saints. And I'm not going to disagree. The Saints, when your schedule is on paper so weak. Imagine this NFL yeah, they should crazy. win by default. They should win by they should at least make the playoffs by, by, by default. default. So Oh, you know who was else in there is is the Falcons. So I don't know, like the Falcons. I, 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 Arthur Smith don't know how to coach when you have that much talent and he can't get his talented players yeah, to like, really work in end? concert. Yeah, what's their tight end that it's like he and he can't he's a, a he, monster. He's a monster, but he never scores a touchdown. Ever, ever, never, never. It was like when he got drafted there, it was like why did they draft this cat? This dude couldn't do anything with Jonu Smith. Yeah. Jonu Smith didn't live up. And it's funny, Jonu Smith is actually playing well. So you, you don't do well with the superstar tight end that you got that's supposed to be generational. And you bring in Jonu Smith and give him the ball more than you do your generational tight end. You have a great wide receiver that's had a couple of good games. In London? In London. But then you have Bijan. When you have Bijan, who's supposed to be the very best running back we've seen since Adrian Peterson, and you give the backup running back more carries and more touches than you give him, that 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 coaches. But Al, what is this guy? His name Algier. Algier. Like, he's a great. He's a hard he's runner. Good. Yeah. He's a hard he's runner. But when you give him bit. more touches than you than you give Bijan, I don't have any faith in that coach. Okay. So I'm gonna go with the Saints, and I'm gonna go with the Rams being the three and three team. Oh, look at you hedging your best, just like a true gambler. Look at you hedging. You like, hey, I'm a parlay. I'm just like, it might be no, this I guy. I mean, one of the two. One I will definitely two. say okay. that. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. So, look, both of us have experienced this, but, you know, this this whole week was really strange, man. It felt like this was like uh, I almost wanted to go to that little show that my daughter was talking about, the, uh, the, the the Stranger Things. You know, it was like it was like the upside down world, man. It was like all of the the, the power teams, the the Eagles, the 49ers. It's like. They were playing teams that were good, but they weren't supposed to lose. I think we was booking it. When we did a couple of DFSs, we was like, oh, man, I can count it. Man. This is supposed to happen. Everything that was supposed to go right went left. Everything that was supposed to go up went down. So, what, man, let's talk about this week, man. What, what do you feel was really, like, strange 
about, let's say, those power games and then what you felt was strange about this week overall? What what was strange is we saw two undefeated teams lose to teams that consensus-wise felt that they should have won easily. One is you saw San Francisco lose to the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Browns were playing their um, – their backup. It wasn't really a backup. It was like their third string quarterback. Oh, yeah. PJ Walker like coming for the XFL. Love PJ Walker. Won some money on him and DFS from, from the XFL, but he hasn't been that very, he hasn't been very good in the pros. And so he came in there, actually played him this week and he should, he didn't do very well from a points perspective. But what he did do was keep that team together to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. He, he had the wherewithal to sit over here and do just enough uh, to overcome that team, even though there were some injuries. And, and then you look at the other undefeated team, which was the Eagles, which um, played against a team. That was more egregious to me. Well, well, the reason why it wasn't more egregious is because they have a, a defense that's made almost every single quarterback that they've played underperform. And so Hertz actually didn't had a pretty good game up into a couple of too late, egregious, ridiculous uh, interceptions. But you had two undefeated teams lose to teams that they should have beat. And that just okay. shows you the game of football that you any given Sunday, anything that can happen. And so we, we even though uh, when we play this game of DFS and fantasy, it's all about assuming the reality is, is with this game, you can't assume shit because anything that's can happen. Man. And that's what we saw this week. And you so know what? OK, crazy. so. All right. So just touching on that. Right. Like what I noticed about the Eagles thus far is that all of us have, meaning the collective of fans in general, even people who don't like the, the Eagles or like the Eagles, we have all thought that like the way that they were a well-oiled machine last year, kind of like where you also see this with Baltimore. They were such a well-oiled machine last year, but in both instances, they lost their offensive coordinators and they got Correct. a new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. And that, that matters. And so, and mm-hmm. now what you really see is, is that having the offensive coordinator and that continuity with the quarterback matters. Yeah. That matters a whole lot because there's no way that you have the exact same personnel from the previous year and you guys aren't clicking all cylinders to like the nth degree. And the Eagles look like they don't know what the hell is going on. They don't know if they want to run it sometimes or they don't know, okay, here's the cadence, you know, and, and even though their talent has put them to an undefeated state, but they lost when you have somebody that rises to the occasion to meet them in terms of competition and you don't have the offensive coordinator to put you in the right place and to, to really execute and then your warts show. Well, 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 let me give you a prime example. Imagine, are you right handed or left handed? You're left handed, just I'm like lefty. me. Just so, like Obama. Just like Obama, right. So I played basketball a little bit when I was young and I broke my left hand. I'm left handed. And so when I had the cast, I focused on working on my right hand. And I couldn't dribble very well with my right hand, but I focused on it when I had the cast. Uh-huh. And unbeknownst to me, after the cast came off, I actually ended up dribbling better with my right hand, even though I'm left handed. Mm. So my point is, is that we have. New offensive coordinators with the, with, with, with the Eagles. With the Eagles, With yeah. the Eagles. And what you're going to see is, is you're going to see a transformation in terms of the Eagles get better 
in terms of their offensive production and their fluidity and their continuity later on into the season. Yeah. And you know what? The Eagles and with the 49ers, what you see is like, see, with the 49ers, it was injuries as more opposed to the not having the continuity of offense. But it's also like it's the fragility of the great teams. So the great teams, you know, the marginal margin between good and great is probably somewhere around 2%. But and that 2% may separate you and always separate you. But if there's any crack in that armor, next thing you know, somebody can sneak in there. And the, and the crack in the armor for San Francisco is they lost Debo and they and lost, lost McCaffrey. And, and they, they had weak-ass Purdy. They have basic, mediocre no, no, Purdy. See, no, I don't be Purdy. They have basic Purdy. They have mediocre Purdy. Don't be missing Purdy and, like uh, that. So the, tell me this. Purdy and Hurts. I mean, duh, Hurts. Okay. Yeah, so, so, but, so, but that's not even fair. Okay, Look, why? Hurt because Purdy... He is the office manager. He's not the sauce. He's not the the straw that stirs the drink. He just is the dude that's like not going to make the drink. What's nasty. the most important position on a football field? It is the quarterback. So, However, so, so hold on. What are they trying to do? Are they trying to just do well in the regular season? Are they trying to just make the playoffs? Or are they trying to what? Win or what? They're trying to win a championship. So, so, so let me ask you this. But don't, so can oh, they listen, win a championship feel, like, like Purdy? Listen, I feel like I'm about to sign the application. Just sign <laughs> here and here. Just sign here and here. I'm this, just saying. This man, I, put me I, together. I, I, look, I had to let the people know okay, that but, Purdy's not the one. Look, let me just say this about Purdy. Look, Purdy's secret sauce is, is he doesn't fuck it up. Now, what it is, is he's fragile, which is what you're talking about. It's because if you take away his superstars, so his blanket, his, his suit and his blanket mm-hmm. is his superstars. Mm-hmm. He has a superstar offensive mm-hmm. line. He has a superstar tight end mm-hmm. who can do all things. Mm-hmm. He has two superstar wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He has a superstar running back. So then you took two of the superstars away. And, and you, he still had three. And then you he still had But three. then you brought them Browns. You know, see, because we come from Cleveland. Our family come from Cleveland. Yep. That thug like that yep. dog pound was like, all right, all right. And then they got on him and was like, I'm about to give it to you, motherfucker. And then when they gave it to him, he was like, uh oh, got tight, and and I don't even know if his booty hole got tight because I still feel like he put a winning drive together. It was just you're making now the game come down to the punk ass kicker, and everybody who plays football is like, when it comes down to kicker, we be like, oh man, I'm either about to buy you drinks or I'm gonna be like, good to great. I'm not. Saying I'm about Purdy. to put you in there with the luggage. Purdy on the bus. ain't boo boo. I'm not saying did. Purdy's boo boo. What I am saying is different That's between good and great. Good and great. Great. Go win the fucking game. Don't show try yeah, to get to the He's not 42. Joe Montana. Okay. okay. He is not. He is not Tom Brady. Okay. He is not. That has been defined. He is not. But he didn't fuck the game up. You were just talking about him being MVP. Okay, I did. Say okay. That. So these two teams that were undefeated, they didn't play at their highest level, were susceptible to losing to very good defenses. Now they're not going to play defenses on the caliber of the Browns and the Jets every single week. Not even in the playoffs. Mm. So there is a a pathway, a possibility, a chance for them to go deep into the playoffs. But if they don't, if the Eagles don't sit over here and work out their their challenges. If San Francisco doesn't get healthy, I think their path to the Super Bowl 
is very limited. Okay. So, all right. I don't disagree with that. I, I think the, the, the only, like, let's say, uh, let me throw a shrimp on the Barbie kind of team <laughs> that could come out of nowhere might be Detroit. And I don't even want to spend no time on Detroit because it means. No, you we know, can spend some time on Detroit. But, but, They're looking but, great. But they look, yeah. It's like, if they, 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 it's almost like, oh, okay. I took the, the prom queen to the prom, but that, that, that girl over there looks cute. You know what I mean? And so that's Detroit. It's like, oh, they, oh, okay. That was a nice dress you put on. You know, that will, that will, that kind of thing. Detroit looks sexy, even though I'm not picking them. But, but here's what twist is. This is where we need to sit over here and bring Detroit into the conversation of great teams. One, because they have the same record as both San Francisco. They do. And number two is they have the same components that make both of those teams great. San Francisco and the Eagles both have tremendous front, you know, in in the trenches. Tremendous offensive lines, tremendous defensive lines. Detroit has the same thing. Okay. Both of those teams have above average defenses. Detroit has an above average defense. Both of all, all of those other two teams have tremendous weapons. AJ Brown, Ayuk, Samuel, um, 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 uh, Smith. They uh, both have uh, Kittle and uh, Goder. So they, they and running backs with um, McCaffrey. And I feel they, you. And my, I so, feel you. so they all have the components. They All three of those teams have the components yeah, to go they for. And, and, they, and, and you know what? And Detroit has a schedule to where it's a very winnable schedule for them. Co- compared to the other two. Exactly. Yeah, they so do. We don't need to sleep on them. The reality is, is we, knew who, we know who the big three is in the NFC. We came into this season expecting the AFC to sit over here and be just this juggernaut. And we found, just due to injury or teams not performing as we thought they were, that there, that, that there isn't that hierarchy. I know we have uh, Mahomes and Kansas City, but what are the other two teams that are going to be that other juggernaut? You know what? We- and I would say the Bengals. That's, that's, that, when you ask that question, the Bengals come to mind. And I think that they have a legitimate shot to like be one of those teams that could like burst through. Here's right? a challenge with them. They have the toughest, literally, schedule moving forward. They have the toughest. They do. But, you know, in Joe Burrow, I trust. And, and I'm like, you know, that's my dude right there. Even though just with him and the chains and the swag and everything, and even though his offensive line is dog meat, but him and Chase, I'm like, thug life, baby. Huh? We about to do it. They they could do it. And their defense is legit enough. Oh, they Even, played real good this past week. Yeah, they really did. They really did. And then you know what? And Mixon may come around. He really no, ain't had not. a good. I'm about to drop that season. motherfucker. Okay. I know he ain't had a good season so far. So, but so I still you got the Bengals. Who else? Um, in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's like duh. Okay, you have to say the Bills because they're just. Even though I, I call them the Clippers and they, and I still, they, I feel, I feel like, very good I, still, analogy, I yes. still feel like they're gonna, they're gonna clop like how they are, but it's hard to not pick them because the Buffalo Bills are on paper and in performance are good. And one of the things I will say about them is that Miller is coming back. Von Miller's already back. Okay. 
So, but they lost Milano. We have an individual that's actually probably should be leading the MVP race right now in Miami. Miami's the team from the AFC. Yeah. How dare I? How, How dare that? you? I know because you know, and I'm rolling with Miami. Yeah, and, I know. And, and, matter of fact, you're right. Yeah. My, Fuck the Bills. My, my I, great I fantasy Miami. team has Hill and yes. Mostert. Yeah. Because I'm a bad man with Jamma. But, yeah, that yeah. team. Is, and I'm it, sorry, Miami. I, I should have said you. You should have said it. Miami is looking absolutely phenomenal. They're looking like a juggernaut yeah. on the You're rise. Right. It looks like a team that actually could, uh, and I hate to say this, could, that could beat Kansas uh, Low Kansas key, City. you know what? And they, they have the game of the week. Because aren't they playing Philly? Yes. They're playing Philly. Uh, Ooh. Game of the week. So, so there are a couple of good games out there as, as we transition into the fantasy. There are some games that, that, that all of us that play this game, whether if it's DFS or season long fantasy that we need to target. And those two games, just absolutely phenomenal games is, um, Philly against Miami. Yes. Because both teams are going to push one another. The ramifications for both teams. Uh, Philly doesn't want to lose two in a row. Huge. Uh, uh, Miami wants to sit over here and prove and stay up into that upper echelon. So they're going to be giving everything they got. They're going to be pushing one another. Two good teams playing one another. Push one another. The scoring gets better. So that is a phenomenal, phenomenal game to play. And then the the other game is uh, Kansas City against the Chargers. Kansas City against the Chargers. Chargers always play Kansas City very well for whatever reason. We 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 did just witness um the 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 Chargers quarterback being a hook. He just got paid 250 plus million dollars and and he's a hook and he just simply can't win. He just simply can't get his team there. But for whatever reason he plays Kansas City very well. And so when you have those two matchups, I'm excited for those two matchups. Yeah, I'm excited to you. play those I two matchups. It's, it's going to be sexy. You know, we, we, I might even need to get with you and watch them games. I, I, mean, I, I would strongly encourage you to. Oh, with, man, like for with, real. With your, with your whiskey shit and with my Cavassier. Yeah, my man, we, we might have to get down on that one because I'm like, oh. That that's gonna, gonna be, be that. That's gonna be yes, that game, without a doubt. Let's talk about what you did with your fantasy this year, okay? This week, because I believe you and I, I don't love the Raiders, but I do love Devontae Adams as a talent. Well, look um, here, and he's been hurt. Well, and look here. I, I, the reason why I'm wearing these green pants is 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 to. Uh, I just thought you didn't match. Uh, but, okay. no, uh, 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 well, listen, black and green, black and green. But uh, uh, listen, I'm wearing this green out of the money, the, the dedication to the money that I lost. <laughs> okay, because these bastards then destroyed uh, me in my DFS and my personal fantasy. And you how'd know, you do your personal fantasy? I, okay. I won one and I lost one. I crushed. All right. And I got crushed. So I'm up ahead so much because I was telling you I do those double ups. Mm-hmm. I already right. told you. So I was seven and one. I'm seven and one. And I had at least a 20 point projection over the motherfucker that I was playing. Mm. But Devontae and Puka wet mm. the bed on me. They wet the bed on me. And, mm. and so, you know, and I still love them. I'm still starting them. But listen, you I know, think you you be all time, right you're on timeout right now. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on punishment because, well, well, let me ask you this question. Is, is Devontae, is he, is he not producing 
if he's because got, of he's hurt or is he not producing? He's um, not producing because he has Pigeon Nuts McGee as his head coach, a la uh, uh, Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. and his quarterback finds a way to either throw an interception or get hurt. So then when you bring in the backup, you know, the backup dude, you know, Hoyer was serviceable. He threw the the bomb. We won Why the game. Why did they go with Aiden? But because simply put, Aiden doesn't understand the offense to the 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 varying new So we're gonna put in the dinosaur? Well, but if I prepare Aiden throughout the entire week, then I can prepare him okay, for okay, okay. all yeah, no, no. of the yeah, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if yeah. I'm just fire drill, right, I got to, right. like, throw you a guy in. Away, right. I got to throw a guy so in. So who do you think is going to start? Because, because what's the cause I start in this week? So who do you think is going to start this week? Hayden or Hoyer? I, I was uh, – O'Connell is, is, is actually uh, – Aiden O'Connell is who you talking no, about. No, sorry, yeah. Aiden I, O'Connell. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I'm the Raiders guy. I just, yeah. So, Raiden, if I were the Raiders, I would – start Aiden O'Connell against the Bears also because I need to build confidence in this kid and you're going to be playing a relatively pedestrian offense and Jimmy poor star Jimmy is got a he got a back owie and so now he's not and you know what I don't even want him out there because let's say he even he let's say he even heals himself enough to go and do one practice Okay, well, guess what? You're not going to be able to throw the ball with any authority because you have a back injury. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, hey, hey, you, you go ahead and sit down. You sit down. So Aiden O'Connell will be the one that I will start. So so here's what Twist says. Let, let, let's look at this. Give the people give the people a couple of um, names that they should be looking at on the waiver wire. All right, so I would say – the the Rams running backs. Um, you probably know the kid's name because I can't think of his name, but Zach Evans. Well, uh, okay, Zach Evans. There it is. Bing. So that kid, because both one and two running backs for the Rams got Williams hurt. and the other kid yeah. got hurt. Yeah. So, so Zach Evans is Zach the Evans is a hot potato right now. Mm-hmm. You need to jump in. And you know what? The Rams, what I really like about their offenses is they 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 pride themselves on being balanced. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what you know is he's going to get somewhere between, let's say, 12 to on an extreme end, 20 carries. Mm-hmm. So that means that they are going to give the ball to him. Even though, let's say, when they get in the red zone, it's going to be Puka and Cooper, but it doesn't matter because he could also get it too. And so you, as a as a DFS player, needs to account for that. No, just on season long. Like I picked him up from, or I, I yeah. actually tried to get DFS him on, or season on, 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 on the on the waiver wire. I don't know if I would trust him with, to put money behind him. Well, I would say he's low money. So if you're building, he would, right, he's going to be a cheap if, player, if, right? If, if you're building a card, right, right. If you're Very building true. a yes. card. That's a easy yep. button, low, yep. low cost yeah. guy. Great call. That you can then build more aggressively in mm-hmm. other directions because you know what? He's going to get a fair amount of care. Good call. Who else? Who else you got? Um, as I'm thinking about it, I would probably say, um, 
Jacoby Myers against Chicago. And he's going to probably be in that moderate range in terms of targets. But we all know that they're going to, let's say, uh, double down in terms of like safety corner on Devontae. And Devontae is probably going to do well. But being that you have a backup quarterback that is going to be the quarterback for the Raiders, you probably want to pick the guy, either him or Bennett, uh, to essentially, or excuse me, not Bennett. Bennett is the corner. Tucker. You, you probably want to pick them or Mayer to be the guys that are going to get the proverbial targets against a, an average marginal team because you have a, a backup playing, but you're playing against a weak team. But so, what I like about Hoyer, right. so Hoyer has to get used to playing with Adams. He's he's experienced with playing with Maya. Yeah. So I think that's a great um that's a great call for this specific game because we all know how Chicago's defense is porous. Yeah. Um also with Adams. Um I still think Adams is a great play because I actually think he is on the high end. Because the coach for Chicago comes from the Colts, which plays a soft zone. Yes. And so that soft zone is going to allow a, a player like Adams to sit over and get free. And what it, did you always tell me about the guys who underperform, right? They're so going to have a breakout game. They're going to have the breakout Correct. game the very next game. So but, but even more than that, the back. Patriots play a more one-on-one, so they bracketed him. Yeah. Uh, the Colts aren't going to bracket him. That's why he was so challenged against the Patriots. Real so, talk. So I, I, I think that is a great team to target in this upcoming week. Uh, what about you? Who, who, who would you? Who would you pick, in your opinion? Um, nuggets. Nuggets. Let's talk about some nuggets. Um, there, there, there's a lot of good games, but again, you have to look at the games that are going to have the highest score. So for me is, is I would play a, uh, Chargers stack. Okay. So with Herbert, with, um, Allen. And what, maybe and Palmer or what? Possibly Palmer a, or Everett? Possibly. A, no, definitely not Everett. Possibly a Palmer. And then bring it back with um with the uh tight end. Okay. For for Kansas City. Okay, Kelsey. With Kelsey. So having that be the conjunction, then you just put the pieces. That game always shoots out. And I actually would probably do something like a um uh take take Herbert out of it because he's gonna be expensive mm-hmm. and go um the running back. For the Chargers. Okay. Eckler, um, Eckler, Eckler or Pacheco. Do for Eckler, a- Allen uh-huh. with a Kelsey and then build a cheap stack. Where's around. my notepad? Because, you know, I need a look. You look. This, this, that for, game. Forget America. I'm over here. Well, I'm going to write my notes down because this so, dude be winning. Yes, I do be winning. And so you got my Eckler with Allen and then Believe a Kelsey it. and then build a cheap stack around that. That's really what I'm going to be going after uh, this week because that game right. is going to be hit. Because, you know, listen, you know, I got flogged. Like, I need therapy. I need somebody to go ahead and do a test kit on me because I got molested last week. So I need the the, the fantasy guru because, I'm dare I say it, I'm about to give you some credit. Rarely. I can't even believe I'm doing it. Rarely. Can't even believe I'm doing it. <laughs> That's how I'm But I'm a, uh, yeah, it is. I know. <laughs> listen. 
And if he played this back to me, I would deny it. I'd be like, he's not good at all. But yeah, you that dude. So I'm like, I'm like, hey man, Mr. TA, <laughs> what should I do here? So okay, right. church. I appreciate that, brother. Hey man. Right. With that being said, appreciate y'all joining us again. Hey man, we just Can't doing wait our to thing. see y'all next week. But you got to do me a favor. I need you to subscribe. I need you to sit over here and like. And I need you to sit over here. And follow. And follow us. Follow us. We are here with y'all. Please comment. Ask us some questions. You got any game? You need anything? Hit us up because we do respond. And again, we appreciate y'all. We have a whole lot of fun. We getting on one. We going to finish these drinks right Yes, here. we are, though. We do this. <laughs> appreciate y'all. Y'all right, enjoy y'all. Be week. easy. Have a great week. Got some fun killing your fantasy. And uh, we'll talk some football next week. Love you. All right. Church. Church.